Hi, I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. Welcome to my podcast. A space where we motivate, encourage, and help each other walk boldly in our journeys with God. Each week, we discuss lessons from the Bible, relevant topics, and much more. So grab your Bible, bring your coffee and pens, and let's dive straight into today's episode. I'm your host, Rumbi Tsachimisa, and welcome to Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. I hope you're all having an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon, an amazing night, whatever time you're listening to this. Guys, can I just say that I'm so happy that this month of November is over. Guys, November is not my favorite month because this is a month where end of year exams take place. And let's just say I'm not the biggest fan of exams. But with that in mind, I do hope that for those who are writing, I hope that you studied hard. I hope that you're finishing this year of strong and I hope that you get the marks you want. Not necessarily the marks you deserve because how many of us know? Sometimes we study for 50, we deserve 50, but 190. As always, I'm super pumped for today's episode, but I feel like I'm extra excited for this one because I've had this idea in my head for so long and this is something I learned this year. And so I'm super excited to share this with you guys. But before we get into that, we have to get into our friendly reminder. So just a friendly reminder from your fellow sister in Christ that you can never be too broken for the grace of Jesus. Sometimes we mess up, we fail, we fall back into a certain bad habit and we feel as though God is mad at us. We feel as though he doesn't love us anymore. We feel as though, OMG, God has changed his mind about me because I've messed up. So what do we do? We run away from God, we stop praying, we stop getting into his word, we stop going to church because we feel this guilt. We feel as though, OMG, God can't use me anymore. But One of the things I love about God is that he is all-knowing. The Bible says in Jeremiah how before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. Before you were born, he set you apart. Before you were born, guys, God knew you. He knew the plan he had for your life. He knew all your achievements and all the wonderful, amazing things you would do with your life. But He also knew all the bad things. He knew all the sins we'd fall into, all the mistakes and failures we would make. He knew the amount of times we would apologize, but continue to do the same sin over and over again. But with knowing all that, he still loves you. He still chose you. He still set you apart and he still wants you. Even when we mess up, God does not change his mind about us. Now, that doesn't give us a license or excuse to sin. It just helps us understand God's grace and love over our lives. So, when you mess up and best believe it's going to happen, don't lose hope in the fact that Jesus can still redeem you and that his grace was more than sufficient. When you fail, don't lose hope in Jesus just because you think that you need to be perfect for him or you feel as though you were too broken for him. Guys, you can never be too broken for the grace of Jesus. Jesus uses broken people for his plan. And again, when you mess up, don't run away from God, but rather draw near to him. I feel like personally, it's in those moments where I mess up, where I'm like, boy, 
I need Jesus more than I actually thought I did. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. So guys, in today's episode, I wanted to speak about being in a season and a place of disappointment. I feel like a lot of us have experienced disappointment to some degree this year. Some of us have lost certain people, lost certain things that were extremely important to us. Some of us have plans this year, wanted things to happen that didn't end up happening. And so we find ourselves in a place of disappointment. I don't know about you guys, but I have been disappointed this year. And I found myself continuously coming back to the story of Moses. You know, growing up, I've read the story of Moses like a thousand times. But when I read it a few months back, it just spoke to me differently. And I just saw it in a totally new light. So in this episode, I really wanted to focus on a specific part of the story. And this is Moses and the burning bush found in Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 to 4. So grab your Bibles, grab your notebooks, grab some snacks, some coffee, some hot chocolate, and let's get into the Word of God. Exodus 3 verses 1 to 4, and I'll be reading in the CSB version. Moses and the burning bush. Meanwhile, Moses was shepherding the flock of his father Nojetho, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Herob, the mountain of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him with a flame of fire within the bush. As Moses looked, he saw that the bush was on fire, but was not consumed. So Moses thought, I must go over and look at this remarkable sight. Why isn't the bush burning up? When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, he answered. So before we dive into this, let's get some context in, shall we? Moses was born when the king of Egypt around that time commanded that every male born of a Hebrew should be thrown to the Nile. So his mother hid him for three months, but when she could no longer hide him, she placed him in a basket and set him onto the river. Eventually, Pharaoh's daughter sees this basket on the river and opens it and sees Moses. Long story short, long story short, Moses grows up in the palace. He has access to all this wealth and power. But one day, Moses sees one of his fellow Israelites being beaten up by an Egyptian and he eventually ends up killing that Egyptian. When Pharaoh hears about this, Moses ends up fleeing for his life and leaving his place of comfort, leaving a place of familiarity and went to live in a place called Midian. In Midian, Moses meets his wife Zipporah and he becomes a shepherd. He shepherds a flock of his father, Nojethro. Now, if we look at Moses' life quickly, he went from being a prince to a shepherd. A prince to a shepherd. Now, to the world, a lot of people would say, dang, that is a major downgrade. After being a prince, after having wealth, education, after living a life that so many people desire to live, I don't think he expected that he was going to be looking at the sheep. I don't think, I definitely don't think it was part of his plan. I think a lot of us had plans this year. There were godly plans, biblical plans, that didn't end up happening. And again, we find ourselves in a place of disappointment. But God is so good. God is so, so good. Because he uses our seasons of disappointment for his plan. They are not wasted. 
So as Moses is shepherding the sheep, as I said, of his father-in-law, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, and a flame of fire within the bush. So Moses goes towards the bush, and the Lord begins to speak to him. And I was like, wow. Even in a place of setback, even in a place of disappointment, God was there. God was working, God was moving, God was doing something in Moses' life. And again, if we read verse 4, we notice something. It says, When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. When Moses saw the burning bush and went over to it, God began to speak to him. God didn't speak to Moses until he had his attention. Sometimes we feel as though our seasons of disappointment are wasted and you know, oh well, what to do now? But I do believe that God is trying to teach us certain things. He's trying to reveal to us certain things. And you know, God speaks to us in many different ways. He speaks to us through people, through sermons, through the small things in life, but most importantly, through the word of God. And so the question is, are we going to give God our attention? Are we going to continue to seek him? Sometimes God is trying to prepare us for things. As I said, Moses went from a prince to a shepherd. But when Moses was shepherding the sheep, it taught him lessons that would help him one day be a good leader for the children of Israel. Some of us are praying for certain things, asking God for certain things, but are we actually prepared for what we're asking God for? For example, I'm like, Lord, Father God, please, I want like 10,000 downloads per episode. But I know, deep down in my heart, that if God were to give that to me right now, I would not be able to handle it. I would be the most inconsistent person on this planet, and I just wouldn't know how to manage all that at once. Pastor Greg Kishaw once said, your disappointment with God might actually, might actually be a divine appointment with him. Your disappointment with God might actually be a divine appointment with him. Know that God sees what you're going through. He knows how you feel and nothing is impossible for God. If you think what you're going through is too big for God, best believe Put it as your wallpaper if you have to, to remind yourself that our God, not just the God who created the universe, yes, the God who created the universe, but he is also your God. And your God is so much bigger. And if he is allowing, not causing, if he is allowing you to go through what you are going through, trust that there's a purpose and a plan behind it. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is John 13 verse 7. And guys, this is a verse I've memorized ever since I was a little girl and it has a special place in my heart. And it says, Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. In this verse, Jesus was washing his disciples' feet, and in the moment, Peter was confused. He didn't understand what Jesus was doing, he didn't see the reason and importance behind it, and this is what Jesus says to him, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. 
And to me, guys, it makes perfect sense. Total sense. Why we wouldn't be able to understand what God's doing in the moment. In the moment, all we can see is what we've been through in the past and what we're going through now. The pain, the hardship, we never really see the full picture of what God's doing. And think about it, guys. Our thoughts are not like his thoughts. His thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. So in the moment, how can we possibly understand God's plan behind it? When Moses was shepherding the sheep of his father-in-law, I don't think he had a clue of what God was doing in the moment. In our season of disappointment, we can't really see what God's doing. We don't really see the reason and importance of the season. All we can see is what we're going through right now. We never really see the big picture. But later, once we've gotten out of that season, we will be able to look back and see God's hand in so many places and begin to understand what he was doing. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, that doesn't give me a lot of comfort. I'm a person that, you know, likes to know what's going on in their life and likes to have control. And so I can cling on to God's promises. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Romans 8 verse 28. And we know. Do we know, guys? And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Are we children of God who just read these verses and leave it there? Or are we those who read these verses, we claim them and we believe in them, believe that God's word is true? In our season of disappointment, it's hard to see how what we're going through can lead to something good. We might not see God moving, we might not feel him there, but trust and believe that he's there and he's working in our lives. We might have zero sense of what's going to happen next, of what's going on, but we can trust in God because we know that he has got a purpose. So what do we do in our seasons of disappointment? Remember that God is in control of everything. He's in control of your season, but the outcome, the outcome of your season is totally up to you. We can either sulk through it, turn away from God, or we can learn to make peace with the situation and allow God to do something in the season. We can either choose to look back at what we went through, focus on what we lost, the pain and the sorrow, or we can learn to focus on God and trust in Him. Trust that no matter how I might feel right now, no matter how my circumstances might look, He has got a plan and a purpose behind everything. Again, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I feel like it's in these seasons that we really need to cling on to these promises. Guys, it's so easy to want to put our attention and energy into what we lost and into our disappointment. It's so easy to want to look back and focus on what we went through. 
I kid you not, guys. Sometimes I literally put myself in the worst mood ever. Literally make myself upset. We're talking tears about a fall from my eyes. When I allow myself to dwell and sit in a place of disappointment. When I allow myself to think about what I lost and how sad it makes me feel. Now, don't get me wrong. It's good to reflect. Reflection is important. But don't dwell in that place. Don't let that place consume you. When we choose to look back, we are only opening up past wounds. We are only choosing to bring back past pain. Instead, guys, let's choose to focus and fix our eyes on Jesus. Again, what do we do in our seasons of disappointment? We can either stop praying, stop being obedient to God, stop walking with Jesus, or we can worship. We can keep pressing in, keep seeking God, keep getting into his word, keep being obedient, keep looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith and worship. I feel like what we do in our seasons of disappointment really do reflect the magnitude of our faith and trust in God. It's so easy, it's so easy to worship God when things are going great in our lives, when the sun is shining, when the birds are singing, when we're having pancakes for breakfast every morning, the whole shebang deal, pot butter, hot syrup, ice cream, sprinkles. But it's hard. It's hard and it requires faith and trust in God to worship in moments where honestly, you just don't feel like it. I want to give you guys an example, and this is a great man of faith in the Bible, who despite what he was going through, at least for the first few chapters, continued to worship, continued to believe in God, even when his circumstances, and even the people around him were telling him otherwise. So, this man's name is Job, and you can read about him in the book of, who would have guessed, Job. So the book starts off by describing Job and how he was a man of complete integrity, who feared God, turned away from evil, 10 children, super wealthy, lots of animals. So one day, this is a quick summary of the story. One day, the devil comes before God and is like, Job was only faithful to you because he has all this stuff and because you have blessed him. But take away his things and he will surely curse you. So God gives Satan permission to take away everything that Job owns. Can I just say that I love how God had to give Satan permission and how Satan doesn't have the power nor authority to just mess with God's children. But God allows Satan to do this for his purpose. Anyway, going back to the story, messages come to Job and tell him that his children are passed away, his servants are gone, his animals, sheep, oxen, donkeys, camels, they were all gone. But even in the midst of his disappointment, even in the midst of his loss, what did he do? Job chapter 1 verse 20, then Job stood up, tore his robe and shaved his head. He fell to the ground and worshipped, saying, Naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I will leave this life. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Throughout all this, Job did not sin or blame God for anything. To make matters worse, guys, Job got infected with terrible boils all over his body. And in this moment, chapter 2, even his wife, 
Check your circle. Just check it. Even his wife was telling him to curse God, but he continued to remain faithful. In the midst of your disappointment, in the midst of your pain, worship and praise God. Because not only does it help build our faith and trust in Him, but it also helps us draw near to God and it helps us put our attention and focus on Him instead of putting our attention and focus on what we went through. Now, worshipping doesn't mean you're not sad. It doesn't mean you're not crying. It doesn't mean that you're not disappointed. It doesn't mean that you're not upset. It means that even in the midst of your crying, even in the midst of your mourning, even in the midst of your disappointment, you are choosing, you are making the choice to put your trust and hope in God, and you are making the choice to worship. Also, just a reminder that you are not alone. I saw this funny meme quote on Pinterest, and this is for like all the students out there, and it says, as students, the most comforting words you'll ever hear are, I haven't started either. And I was like, lol, that is so true. There's so much comfort as a student knowing that you are not alone, knowing that you're not the only person who is staying up late, finishing up an assignment or studying for a test. There's comfort in knowing that you are not alone in what you're going through. I don't know about you guys, but I find that there's so much lasting and fulfilling comfort and peace in knowing that I am not alone, not because I have other people in the world who might be going through what I'm going through, but because I have a God who's fighting my battles for me. A God who, like no one else in the world actually, actually fully understands how I feel because he knows my heart. Even though sometimes I pray and I try to act like what I'm going through is not affecting me, God already knows how I feel. So I encourage you to be honest with God. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be angry and disappointed. Pray and tell God how you feel because he wants to hear from you and because he cares about you. There's so much comfort in knowing that I have a king who is not only with me, but goes before me. There's so much comfort in knowing that I have a king who has so much compassion over me. You know, when I cry, it's like, come on, Rumbi, this is like the 10th time you're crying this week. No has compassion and he cares about me. Although it might feel as though God has left you or that he is not there, he is there, he is with you. God's presence isn't based on our feelings. His presence isn't based on our circumstances, but his presence is constant. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 how God goes with us and he will never leave us nor forsake us. Although it feels as though God has stopped working in our lives, that is not true. I saw this quote by who knows who and it says, remember, no matter what you're going through, if God woke you up this morning, he's not finished with you. Remember, no matter what you're going through, if God woke you up this morning, he's not finished with you. If you woke up this morning, and you did because you're listening to this episode, if you woke up this morning, your story is not over. God has not left you. He's not abandoned you. He's not relaxed his grip over your life. Best believe God is working in your season of disappointment, in your season of disappointment, in your season of loss, in your season of happiness, in whatever season you're in. God is there. 
Remember, what is he trying to teach you? What is he trying to reveal to you? Will you give him your attention? Will you keep seeking him? And will you worship? So guys, that's the message I wanted to share with you today. I hope you learned something. If you reached this far in the episode, thank you for listening. Guys, I hope you were encouraged by this episode. I hope that you have an amazing week. I hope that as you get your exam results or your school results, I hope that they're good. I hope that you're not disappointed. And I hope that, again, you get the marks you want, not necessarily the marks you deserve. As always, remember and never forget, Jesus loves you. Peace.